Hey friends, I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this bonus episode with my friend and betrayal trauma coach, Sandy Batembo. I am just so inspired by her ability to seek God and look for his purpose in all the pain that she has had to walk through. And I hope that you guys are equally encouraged and inspired by her as well. Let's take a listen. Hey friends, welcome to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome to another bonus episode. I am so excited to have my friend and someone who I totally look up to and am inspired by, Sandy Botembo, and we're going to talk about the trauma of betrayal. And that is a tough one. And I know that there are many of you who have walked through this, or maybe you're going through a season of this right now. And I want you to know that you're not alone. And I also want you to know that through all our valleys, there's always hope to be found in Jesus. So Sandy, thank you for joining us here today. How are you? I'm good, Carla. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Why don't you introduce yourself quickly before we dive in? Sure. Um, and my name is Sandy Botembo, and uh, I've been married for 16 years, and we have four children. And um, I'm a certified coach uh, working towards my certification as a certified partner coach with APSATS. Um, so that's specific training for betrayed partners. Mm-hmm. Um, I also lead um, women's groups um, called Betrayal and Beyond, and I've been doing that for the past five years. And I always find this incredible, and I've seen it in my own life, in my own struggle, that God takes our valleys. God takes what the enemy would use to destroy us, and he turns it around for a testimony and actually puts us in the place to help other women. And that's exactly what you're doing. You don't just randomly come up up with this heart for betrayed women. You were a betrayed woman. You are. I mean, once you are something, you are. You you are a betrayed woman. And you've had to walk through that. And I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about that journey and, and, and how you navigated it and how you were able to cling to Jesus through it all. Hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a loaded question. <laughs> it's a loaded question. And uh, um, yeah, um, so 16 years ago, I married, um, you know, the men of my dreams. Um, we were good friends and um, he was just everything I wanted um, in a man, in, in, a, in a husband, in a partner for my life. And uh, things were wonderful or so I thought. Um, so within the first year of marriage, things started to not add up. Um, 
stories didn't line up. Um, I was catching him, you know, in a string of lies. Um, and then there was the discovery of um, a text mm -hmm. from another woman. And that's when the bells, <laughs> you know, the, the alarming bells went off. And I thought, oh, this is much more serious than I thought. Um, because up until then, there were little discoveries of inappropriate stuff on the computer. Um, but, and there was, the behavior was a bit off. But until that day, when I saw the text from someone else, I, I thought, something is really wrong here. Um, we were expecting our first child. Mm. Um, and so like, it was devastating. It was just devastating. And um, again, I didn't tell anybody and thought we will deal with this. Uh, it was minimized. And um, yeah, so I just, you know, I, we were expecting our first child. And so my focus was on that and I needed to be strong and I needed to be focused on my baby and, and the delivery and the labor. And so that's what I did. But then when our son was six months old, you know, I kept finding more and more discoveries. Um, and this time the discovery kind of put me over the edge and, um, I had questioned my husband with something I had found and there was more lying and denying. Um, I was made to feel like I was the one with the problem. I was controlling and, uh, you know, just acting crazy. And thankfully, you know, it was hard to hear, but my husband wrote me a letter with a confession and wrote, out everything that he had been hiding um, and all of the acting out. And that day was really hard because like I, I thought things were bad, but not that bad. And so what he had confessed was pretty much since his childhood, a ton of acting out. Um, and I knew in my gut that this was serious and he was sick and that this is just more than, a, you know, someone watching pornography once in a while or, mm -hmm. you know, acting inappropriately, acting out inappropriately with someone else. Like this was a deep rooted problem. And I, I asked him to leave. Um, and again, just, just my gut, I needed to, time to be away from him and I needed the space. I asked him to leave. And at this time I reached out for help. Mm -hmm. and, um, again, back in 2007, 2008, no one was talking about sex addiction. Mm -hmm. uh, no one was talking about certified sex addiction therapists and, um, you know, or even speaking the language that this was a traumatic event in my life. And, um, you know, we had just, you know, the pastors did what they thought, you know, was best and, and we love them and they came alongside of us, but when you don't get the right help, mm -hmm. you don't get the right help. <laughs> and yeah. so um, my husband and I were separated for almost a year. Um, in that time, I had a lot of time to process it with God. And that's where my, my relationship with the Lord got really strong because I thought no one understands me. Nobody gets this. 
Um, I can't just like pull up my bootstraps and carry on like something very wrong has happened here. Um, and it, what's interesting with betrayal is it's not seen as like, I'm saying this, it sounds awful, but it would almost have been easier if there was a death, right? Because there's so many losses, but the world can't see that. Right. And so you're just expected to like, okay, you know, get back up and, and do the things. And we do as women, you know, where I was resilient and determined. I was like, I'm going to take care of, you know, my, my child. And so it's just, yeah, it's just, you know, nobody's really coming alongside of you. Um, and you really feel alone and, and misunderstood, like nobody gets you. And so why do you think no one comes alongside? Why do you think that this is such a taboo topic when it is so prevalent? I don't have the stats in front of me. Mm. Maybe you do, but this is, this is prevalent Mm. betrayal, trauma, sex addiction. Yeah. It is ruining lives in and outside of the church, but in the church as well. Yes. The church seemed a little bit behind in acknowledging this and, you know, well-intentioned, but maybe a little bit head in the sand of what's happening in the pews and the Mm -hmm. struggles in the pews. Yeah. Yeah. I got I even would say that they, they see the struggles because a lot of people feel comfortable and, and coming to talk to their pastors, but they don't know how to help. Like they don't mm-hmm. get this education in seminary. They yeah. don't get this education, you know, uh, when they're becoming to be a pastor, um, you know, and they have enough to do and they learn what they need to do. Um, so, uh, you know, again, I feel like they're doing the best what they, you know, what they can do with what they have. Um, but definitely the church can do better, right? They can come alongside of people who are educated in this area um, to help. So how would you describe betrayal trauma? We hear the word trauma thrown out a lot, but not necessarily connected with betrayal. What does that, what does that look like? Oh, well, when you're a betrayed partner and you've been impacted by betrayal and sex addiction, um, there is a lot of deception and duplicity that goes on for your spouse to be able to hide all of the acting out and everything that he's doing. It's like they're living a life, you know, a double life. And uh, it takes a lot of energy for them to cover that up. And what we see is the lies, the manipulation, um, the gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we start to feel like it's our fault. Um, and, and really like what we're feeling and seeing is not happening. And it starts to take a toll on our self-worth and our confidence. And that just gets shattered and, you know, like a glass drops and all into little pieces and, you know, it causes depression. It causes, causes insecurity. It calls us, causes shame. A lot of women, you know, carry the shame of this, you know, especially when they stay in isolation and, and don't tell anybody about it. And, 
oh, it causes, you know, like, like a lot of the trauma, like the effects of trauma, sorry. Um, you know, they're disoriented. They don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. They don't feel safe. Like all of a sudden the world as they knew it is not anymore. And so they don't feel safe at home. They don't feel safe when they go out. They don't feel safe in their own marriage. And you mentioned during all of this, this trauma, this not feeling safe, this brokenness, you are able to actually grow deeper with God, where a lot of women might be angry at God or confused by God or hurt by God. How did you take such a destructive experience and a allow it to propel you closer into God's arms. I just thought that like, I knew, you know, um, that God was the only one that understood, um, that he understood betrayal, that, um, his word says like Psalm 34, 18, he's close to the brokenhearted and I was brokenhearted and, um, I didn't hold back. Like I, I didn't, I, I voiced that and said, like, I'm, brokenhearted, you know, and I allowed God to come into that. Mm. And I think that's what really helped me. Um, and I learned to grieve well, to really take the time. I gave myself permission to grieve. What does grieve well mean? What does that look like? How would you coach someone to grieve well? Yeah. Um, I would say, um, like for me, I would journal, you know, all of the things that I felt I lost, mm -hmm. like I lost my sense of worth. I lost my confidence. I lost, um, my friendship with my husband. Mm -hmm. I lost, we had financial loss, you know, my family had losses like there, I would list out all the losses and just spend time with each one of those and grieve. And mm -hmm. so if that meant, you know, sometimes it was days, you know, and that looked like me weeping <laughs> just, you know, in the car, on my walks, um, just crying and, you know, and really like, I would just say it to God, you know, and just, like my heart's so broken over this and let him in and like you're the only one that can heal this you know mm -hmm. and I I let it go and and gave it to him because it was too much for me to carry I couldn't carry that burden yeah I often say um on the podcast and you know to my social media audience that you have to feel it in order to heal it and I know so many of us, like none of us want to feel bad. None of us want to feel brokenhearted and we end up distracting ourselves and we'll get busy or we'll numb and we avoid it. Avoiding it lets it actually grow. Mm -hmm. It prevents the healing from happening. So you actually have to sit with the emotion, not live there, but allow yourself to move through it. And I love how you said that you invited God in. God is not a pushy God. God wants to be with us in our pain. God wants to encourage us in our heartache. 
But we have to, arms open, like you said, let him in and exchange that burden, hand it over to him because he can carry it and we can't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And God has worked in your marriage in some incredible ways. He has been restoring. How did you, how were you able with all that trauma and all that hurt and all that betrayal when most people and probably even God would have been like, I get it if you can't Mm -hmm. continue. And yet you did continue and there's been restoration. How did you, how did you navigate that? How were you able to take your pain and be like, but I'm not going to go. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good question because I felt like going Mm -hmm. many times and, and um, you know, our story doesn't end in that time that my husband wrote out that confession back in 2007, um, you know, sadly, and it's just the journey of addiction. There were many relapses um, and we had to work through that. So, you know, that feeling of, I want to leave was very real. And, um, you know, I had to (laughs) have that out with God uh, many times because I didn't want to stay But, you know, again, I I just feel like in my relationship with the Lord, as soon as God gives me the purpose, then I can go through the process. And so I had had to have a purpose. Why? Why, Lord? There has to be a bigger picture. There has to be a big picture. I know I can't see the bigger picture. I'm only seeing, you know, pieces. But what's the bigger picture? Um, And God gave me that the scripture, which is the name of my business called Gateway of Hope, found in Hosea uh, 2.15. Um, and I'll just, you know, simply say it instead of the whole thing. But um, where God said he will transform my valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. And so I'm picturing a gateway, which is very big. <laughs> And so I thought, this isn't just about me. This is not just about me. This is about, you know, a gateway of women. Mm-hmm. And that was the turning point for me where that was the purpose. And I thought God is going to turn like this pain into something beautiful. And I held on to that because I had to see it. Mm-hmm. And so every time there was a relapse, a new discovery. And, you know, I was back again, you know, into that just uh, pain and, um, you know, just awful when you're, when that happens. And I would just, you know, reclaim that promise and say, God's not done. God's Mm -hmm. not done. You know? And I say that I know for some women, they make the choice to leave Mm -hmm. and that's okay. That's okay. Like there's a gateway for hope for them as well. Yes. In whatever way God leads them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a hard thing to sit with and it really does have to have purpose. Mm -hmm. And I believe we don't often, or we won't see 
the fullness of God's promises on this side of eternity, but on the other side. But how are you starting to see glimpses of that promise made manifest in your life now? Or are you? Are you seeing glimpses of that gateway of hope? I am. I am. I see it. Like I had mentioned earlier, I lead betrayal and beyond groups. And I love this community of women. Um, just they're, they're so patient and so full of tenacity and, um, and hope. I, and I love to be part of this community and give back. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's, there's purpose in that. Um, you know, it's, it's also that purpose led me to, starting to be a coach, um, Mm -hmm. where I wanted to coach women one-on-one, um, and God continually opens doors, you know, and then I, I discovered AppSats and, um, I'm working towards being a certified partner coach specifically with betrayal trauma and, um, that God just keeps opening doors, um, you know, putting people in my life, um, that give me these like divine opportunities to, to join in and collaborate with them, um, and help in an even broader scale, you know, into the U S um, mm. and not just here in my hometown of Burlington. <laughs> so that's amazing. It is Romans eight twenty eight, and God will work all things out for good to those who love him, to the glory of the kingdom. With the enemy sends to destroy, God will renew for his victory and for his glory. What would you say to encourage a woman walking through that season right now? Um, I would say if they haven't shared what's going on in their life with anyone, um, I know that's a hard step. And to take that step, find somebody that you trust one person to, you know, two people, someone that you trust and that you feel safe with to share what's going on. Um, because it's too much to carry by ourselves, um, and to take that step and, and, and share that with somebody. Um, and then to seek help, like don't stop until you get good help. Mm -hmm. Um, find a certified sex addiction specialist, find a coach or therapist that works with partners. Um, and that, that help is trauma informed. Mm -hmm. And so they recognize it as a trauma, a trauma. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you can begin just to walk into the recovery process of what that looks like. And to remember that your trauma is not final. That's one thing that I've learned in my own walk through trauma and going to trauma therapy, that while it feels like the end of the road in the time, when it feels like everything is crashing down, your trauma is not the end because God has a hope and a future for you. And if it isn't good, then the story isn't over yet because God works all things out for good. Yes. I love that. Yep. And so where can people connect with you? Um, I have a website. Um, you can go to gatewayofhopecoaching.com um, or to my Instagram page, uh, gateway of hope. And I'll put all that in the show notes. 
And guys, I have to say, like, not only is Sandy my friend, but I have gone through with my husband um, one of the courses that she leads. And there is so much not known um, or openly discussed when it comes to sexual addiction and the shame traps that happen on both partners. And I have to say with some challenges that my husband and I walk through that we're not as open with, but there was a grace to be found that I never knew I could find. Um, There was a release of resentment that was so important in healing. Um, And it wouldn't have happened without getting into the right community with the right people speaking into you. We're not meant to shoulder burdens alone. We're meant to share our burdens in trust, right? With the right people. And we're not meant to live locked in shame. You know, the enemy's best weapon against you is to keep you isolated. And the enemy's best weapon against you is to keep you locked in silence and alone. Because not only will it isolate you from your partner, not only will it isolate you from people, it will ultimately isolate you from God. And God is where the healing is. God is where we want to press in. So pour your heart out to God. Lean into him. He has a purpose for your life. He has a hope and future for you. And whatever trauma you're walking through, God wants to walk through it with you and bring you to the other side. There is the other side. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. There's hope. There is hope. Like there's hope and healing. Um, you know, and, and we, we heal in community, like you said, so beautifully, you know, the, the shame starts to, to go away. Mm -hmm. Um, Isolation starts to go away. You're in a, you know, a community of people that get you that understand you Mm -hmm. um, without judgment. (laughs) Yes. Uh, You know, you start to connect with these people and I see it every year um, when I run my groups, you know, these women become really great friends. Yeah. That's beautiful. So guys, I'm going to put Sandy's information in the show notes, gateway of hope coaching. If you are needing support, walking through betrayal trauma, I cannot recommend Sandy enough as being someone who can come alongside you in love with experience and with compassion and no judgment. So thank you so much for being here, Sandy. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you. Before you go, did you know that I offer one-on-one mentorship? If you are feeling stuck in the cycle of negative self-talk, if you are having trouble replacing the lies with truth, if you need support in building mental resiliency and really growing in confidence in God and your gifting, I want you to send me an email and see if a one-on-one mentorship session is right for you. Be blessed. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.